Here's the situation, Rush. I'm going to give you some words that may sound like synonyms, but I think you're going to have to decide which one maybe just means it's a little more whatever it is. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. Sounds good to me, too. <laughs> uh, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is, uh, here's the situation. It is a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And this week's theme, uh, TJ, is uh, Frosty the Omen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frosty the Omen, which I I think this one was, was mine. And I did not, I believe I came up with it separately <laughs> from Richard Donner and Blitzen. Yeah, that's and right. So we, we, we had two Richard Donner Christmas theme <laughs> <laughs> One's back to back, which I, I I don't remember what the order was, but I did not intend for that to be the case. Yeah, but I think we came up with them separate but simultaneous. And also, even if you had said "Told Me Frosty the Omen," I would not have known the Omen was a Richard Donner film. You know, like the, so. Yeah. Either way, it was an absolute honest coincidence on our on our behalf. Yeah. And I did not know that he directed the film until a, a week later when I went to research yeah. Richard Donner. Say same. <laughs> All right, pal. You want to get you want to get into it? Yeah, you you want to fire it up? Uh, let's let's try. I mean, I you know the this one we may have some repeat here because there's only it, it felt to me like there was only so many places to go with this with this one. So so we'll, we'll see. Um, here's the situation, Rush. We are familiar with some kind of common omens, like a red sky at night or the breaking of a mirror that forebode a certain result for the uh for the for the you know near future good or bad you know like cuz I, yes. I did look up the definition of an omen and it's merely to foretell i think we often think of it as it's uh it means some sort of oncoming doom but it 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 can foretell oh, something no, no. you can have a good omen yep. I, we always have a good omen yep. in my family yeah yeah i don't know if you had to like specify it was a good omen to take it out of the realm of regular omens you know uh you know you like have to like specify sometimes, but yeah, it's an omen can be either. So anyway, Rush, here's the deal. I'd like to ask you as our omen expert um, about some of the less common omens and what they portend. And I'd also like to, to give you a couple events and you to tell us what, what we could look for that might, that might foretell that result. If that, if that I is love clear. It. That okay. It's great. I had a very similar one. I thought you would have a similar one too. <laughs> and mine was a little underdeveloped. So that one's going in the trash okay. and we're going with yours. I'm excited <laughs> about it. Sounds good. Sounds good. So uh, we'll first start with the omen and you can tell me what it, what it foretells or what it portends. The first one, That's Rush. Right. Well, I, I'm an yeah. expert in this area. Oh yeah. You're the, you're of, of, of this, of us two and definitely for this show for anyone involved in this show you are our omen expert that is it's not even close second um so the first one rush and i think i maybe even if you have heard you say like well look out for these it's one of those bundles of balloons floating away that you see in the sky sometimes what oh yeah what what do what does that usually portend that is usually a a state uh, that usually is a uh, precursor to some sort of loss of innocence, mm. some change, uh, uh, some maturation, but it's usually associated with a, uh, a maturation that, that brings a certain level of uh, melancholy uh, about the, you, you know, mo- moving on. Um, wow. uh, you know, your childhood is passing you by, your young adulthood is passing you by, something like that. But it's usually, uh, it means, and it's, it, and it's coming pretty soon. Huh. Uh, usually within within uh, a month or so, like first hobo murder, something like that, a loss of innocence in that way. You know, like Ooh, that's a, that would yeah. be a terrible one. But <laughs> it, it could be, um, 
it could be that you're you're heading for your first uh, breakup or oh, the okay. first time you get cut from a sports team. You know, you thought that you were invincible. Uh, it, it could be um, the first time you 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 lose a, a relatively close relative. First um, time you get sort of first time you get cut by a soup can lid by a hobo when you're trying to first first murder your hobos. I, you know, you're really putting the uh, yeah, I guess the balloons yeah, I guess I the, the hobo area. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think yeah, of hobos, not, hobos, clowns, clowns, balloons. I guess I make a, a different draw different lines on this, but I'm not our omen expert. You know, like I, I right. no, no, nowhere's near. I might be fourth. I might be after Nate and Emily. I'm pretty sure Julie's a worse omen expert than yeah. than me. But um, all right, Rush. If you were to hear a cop siren, an ambulance siren, and a fire engine siren all within one day, what what does that kind of foretell? Uh, so that that um, is usually associated with uh, an upcoming uh, uh, cooling down. Oh, okay. So uh, it's it's viewed as uh, a lot of times, you know, if that happens in like September, October then uh, it's almost like a, a reverse groundhog situation where uh, they're, they're coming to tell you, um, hey, uh, colder weather's coming and it's coming in a hurry. Oh, gotcha. Literally, literally a temperature cool down. I thought maybe if you were on like a hot streak, it was you were you were being being visited by the cooler in that in that way. But an actual an actual dip in temp. Dip in. temp. OK, great. Um, now this some sometimes you'll you'll be walking along you hear like you're walking and you haven't really noticed anything but you hear like a click 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 and it turns out you got a bottle cap stuck to the sole of your shoe you know where the the spiky part gets into the sole and you're just hitting that what is that what is that an omen of that that's kind of an interesting one and <laughs> what that usually uh, suggests is that you are um, you are soon to be celebrating a triumph oh that's excellent yeah so a lot of times people kind of uh they'll be like they'll get a little annoyed with the bottle cap in the shoe and it's it's also said that if you um if you discard the bottle cap without making a a wish upon it then you will have wasted the celebration Ah. and it won't come to pass does the if you does the wish you throw it i'm sorry go ahead go ahead if you, throw if, you it. if you if you take it out of your shoe and you and you make a wish specifically on some area of your life, you will experience a triumph in that area. Okay, so the the wish and the triumph are connected, are are in the same okay in the same field. Gotcha, great. But but it's one of those like you know it's like a reverse monkey's paw. Okay, where you make a wish, it's not going to come to to bear exactly how you expect, but it will be it will be possible. It'll be good. Good. That's great. The the only good monkey paws is a reverse monkey monkey's paw, yeah, right? Yeah. A, a regular monkey yeah. paw. Terrible. Yeah. Bad every- you only want a backdoor reverse <laughs> monkey paw. And unless it's still connected to a monkey and you are a monkey, then it's bad then it's bad news, right? I mean that's the only way that's it's right. not. Yeah. Um how about if you see a hawk with a rabbit in its talons? I know that's gotta foretell something. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's wild. Good. I mean, what a great what first of all, it's pretty cool yeah. just that you see that uh happening. Um although I'm a fan of both rabbits and hawks. Me too. Um Me too. So, you know, but I don't mind. It's it's uh, nature running its course there. But when you see a hawk, first of all, seeing a hawk is great, but if you see a hawk with a rabbit in its mouth, then or it's talons. I'm sorry. This one specifically, it's talons. I, I just don't want to get confused if they foretell different different things. 
Oh, no, I appreciate the clarification. Okay, good. If you see a hawk with a rabbit in its talons, cancel your travel plans. Oh. Cancel your travel plans. What it means is it's portending uh, an accident. Oh, okay. accident for, for you, so don't do it. Specifically a flying accident or doesn't matter? Any Could, any... Be, could be any number because okay. a lot of people associate the flying with the hawk, but remember the rabbit was running and he tried to run, so like it could be, it's, it's the old, like, don't drive, you know, there's a there's a terrible story, but I'll tell it. <laughs> okay. Um, and it, it's about it's about uh, this this guy who was an expert in omenology, and uh, and he knew he saw a hawk with a rabbit in its talons, and he knew what that meant, and so he canceled his flight from New York, where oh, where he no. lived, to to Los Angeles, and instead drove. Oh no! And was hit on his way. Uh. By the very plane that he was supposed to be oh, in, that crashed is. into his car. Yeah, that sounds like a poster for uh for like a Craig Euler Jim Carlson show. You know, like yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. That is a super inside reference. So if anyone's a fan of middle age comeback, the posters that used to be above the urinal at IO for middle age comeback, I think you'll get that. No, just about no one else will. Rush, what if you're certain you know you had one either in your bag or you keep it in the same place? you know, every day. And then you notice that a Bible has vanished. You know, you know, you had it right on this podium. You know, you had it in this drawer. That's always where it is. Poof. It's gone. What, what should you look for in the next coming? Commonly mistaken as an omen that you are, uh, uh, that you are wavering in your religious conviction. Okay. Not true. Not Not true. Not an omen for that. Not an omen that you will soon, uh, you know, leave, leave the tribe or, uh, you know, exit the church or anything like that. Although for years it was thought to be that. No, it's it's much uh, it's much more mundane, really. You're going to end um, up in a hawk's talons. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> no, but if uh, yeah, if you if you uh, if you find that a Bible has uh, surprisingly gone missing, then um, what it means is uh, you are in for um, uh, like a pretty good fish dinner. Yeah, in the near. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Like, like, and by that, by pretty good, I mean, I mean, slight. (laughs) Like, the next piece of fish you eat will be a little bit better than you expected. Okay, great, great. And so, just it's just a degree better than you think. So, if you think it's going to be terrible, it's not great. It's just passable or whatever. Exactly okay. right. Exactly right. Great. And if you're going if you're going for the best fish dinner of your life, you're going to be happy because you, it was. Then that's what you should do, right? I mean, that's that's really what you should do is go out to what you think is going to be a great piece of fish, right? I yeah. mean, that's yeah, that's the move. All right, so I'm now I'm going to give you a couple of events rush and I want to tell I want you to tell me if I had been looking carefully, maybe I would have seen something before this happened that would have that would have clued me clued me in. Cool. Yes. Um, the bo- oh, the birth of twins, both girls. Uh, okay. Then probably a week to two weeks before that, um, your big dog would have gotten in a, a in an altercation with a small dog. Okay. And, uh, and, the, and the small dog, uh, which usually wins that, would have been scared away. That means uh, two two girls coming on. Uh, okay, great, great. How about a falling piano? You don't see it much, but like you know, if you were to if you were to have witnessed like oh falling piano, man, I should have known that was yeah. coming because what did I see not too long ago? Three times in a row, when you tried to pull the floss out of the thing, it snapped in half. Oh, okay. that sounds that sounds 
<laughs> of, of all the ones you've done so far, that one sounds the most right. That yeah. one that one sounds like age old proven over time. Toing toing toing. That's gonna yeah. be like yeah. Um, piano's piano's coming down soon. An enormous snowstorm. East Coast is going through uh gonna go through one tonight into tomorrow. What what portends an enormous or yeah, what portends an enormous snowstorm? It's it's what it is, is it's a uh it's it's a, a corpulent child who's shaking a snow globe at uh at FAO Schwartz or whatever the biggest uh uh, t- uh like toy store is in New York at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, basically, the more spoiled the child, the worse the snowstorm is coming. So gotcha. that, what that means is a very spoiled, very corpulent child really gave a hard shake to a uh, snow globe uh, at FAO Schwartz. And and Russ, this last one now, I I want to know not only what the omen for this is, but also what this is an omen for. I think okay. I think this is a comer and goer on this one. Cool. Got it. Um, you've ordered, you've ordered out for Chinese food delivery and ended up with like an extra, an extra like order of something in there. So you ordered like three things and you ended up with four, with four meals by, but you know, but just by happenstance or whatever. And that feels like there's something that foretells that, but it also feels like this tells you something else is coming. So give me, give me the bookends of this one. Yeah. So, uh, on the front end, like an omen that, that, uh, you're about to order some Chinese and get too much of it um, is uh, is when you see the same infomercial run back to back. OK, uh, so one finishes and it just starts right back into that one. You're like, whoa, that was seems like a program. That sounds era. like a two thirty, a two thirty, a two to two thirty, two thirty to three a.m. kind of kind of thingy thingy deal. That's right. Yeah. You see that like your next Chinese order may may have some extra. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, when you're, when you're, uh, Chinese, um, has, uh, has some extra in the order, that is an omen, um, that, uh, uh, that you will soon, uh, take a trip to, um, the Olympics. Oh, nice. Assuming yeah. you don't see a hawk with uh, a rabbit in its talons at any point yeah, yeah right exactly exactly well thank you rush I, it's uh it's always a i mean i'm just lucky i think we're all lucky that we have an omen expert in our little in our little crew here oh yeah oh no it's great uh, always happy to uh to help with those all right uh tj uh here's the situation yes sir um you get employed by the adjective monogamy society okay the ams yep and what the ams is tasked with is they believe that we have far too few words in the english language too few and they feel they feel that it is a distillation and an unnecessary distillation of the power of particular words adjectives in this case for them to be associated with more than one noun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they don't like it that you can, you can say, uh, you know, for some they're okay. Like things like huge or large or whatever, but, but for other specific adjectives, they say, no, 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 it ought to be paired only with one word. Okay. And so it's just, it should only ever be utilized for this one word. And they want you to uh, decide what some of the words are for some of these adjectives. So what noun is it inextricably linked I to? I love it. Love it. Um, 
you, you know, and there, there are some in our, in our language that kind of uh, go this way, but there, there are many that do not. Yeah. So I'm going to give you, you know, 10 to 15. Um, and they want you, the society is like, what is the only noun that that adjective is allowed to apply? To okay. Going I'm going to do my best. All right. We're going to start off with frosty. Frosty. Mug. Agreed. Yeah. So, uh, that's what got me uh, thinking that you might be a good member of AMS. Is <laughs> we have Frosty, and I think I think Frosty, when it comes up, it better be about a mug. It's got to you know? be. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Like people are like, ah, oh, Frosty temperament. No, no. What? Let's just keep it for the mugs. What? Get out of here. Get out. Of here. Like go grab yourself a Frosty mug and go think about that. You know, if you're in match game and it's oh. like blank mug and you're not giving frosty, frosty yeah. and if it's frosty blank and you're not giving mug, yeah. get out of here. They say great start, wonderful start. They want to know extraordinary. Extraordinary. A league of extraordinary gentlemen, but I don't like extraordinary. I'm just going to say the word achievement. All right. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I like it. I was considering circumstances, but uh-huh. I, I don't know that yep. I, I, I think that's fine. I can see that. Extraordinary achievement. Extreme. Extreme. Wow. My mind jumped to flavor, but I don't think that, I don't think that's it. Uh, I think it's going to be temperatures. Okay. You want it like temperatures generally, so it's okay to put it on heat or cold. Yeah. Or yeah, it's it's most likely going to be like extreme temperature differences. There's there's it, it might end up begging a third word, but like, but I think it's going to be like extreme temperatures. I could be talked into conditions, but that feels too vague a noun for me right now. Coming off of achievements, I didn't want another vague, vague, vague. So extreme temperatures. Yeah, and for instance, the whole society is like we don't like extreme being applied to sports so we love that you took it away from that yeah and now they have to come up with a better term to I mean, uh, put onto those you sports. know like it also snowboarding doesn't seem that extreme anymore you know yeah, like agreed. unless you're firing live ammo at a, at a snowboarder it doesn't feel doesn't feel extreme isn't that right like snowboarding has become less extreme over time whereas 103 degrees is that's it's still it's still that's extreme. some extreme temperatures right there my man that's great <laughs> Uh, they want to know uh, incandescent. A light. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Be wrong to put it anywhere else. Yeah. Polar. Well, it's got to stay with bear. I, I worry about their. I worry about their state of affairs. The. I was thinking like we who live here. It had been most recently associated pretty pretty often with vortex, but. Uh, sure has. But yeah, but I can't take it away from the bear. They're just getting knocked around. I'm not going to deliver them another, another, another blow to the blow to the broadside. Now, you know. Yeah, they they agree. They've been great choice. They really, you're doing great. And your job. club soda, club soda is the next one. You know, like so the vortex is is going to be moved down a few spots because if anything happens to the polar bear, then we're gonna we're gonna use it for polar club soda. <laughs> That's right. Uh, widespread panic. All right. Feisty. Who? Interesting. I'm going to say barmaid. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I, I like it. I was. I. I was thinking maybe like for some reason like number. Like oh. Oh yeah. She's a feisty. She's a feisty number. <laughs> yeah, but but, think, but you know what she is. You know what that feisty number is. She's a barmaid. She's a barmaid. Yeah, she yeah, is. She's a <laughs> All right. I think. 
Carla Tortelli. <laughs> right, is the, the epitome of the feisty barmaid. <laughs> thrilled to hear it. Cantankerous. Ah. Uh, you know, I'm going to say it's a sailor. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's an old sailor, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a cantankerous sailor, yeah. That's that's the first one where they're like, mm, yeah. okay, it's good, but we like old coot. Yeah. Like we were hoping you would apply it to old coot. Well, is old going to be the only, is old going to only be associated with coot? Because I, I, you want me to, if you want me to start doubling up adjectives, then, because I, yeah, I, you what, know. What are you, you going to give old to? It's probably not coot. So you're probably right. Because you don't want to just be cantankerous coot. No, right? Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> but, but if we're just going to start lumping all these adjectives onto one noun, then, you know, all right, I'll empty the bin. I'll empty the bin on that. You're changing the way they think over there. It's like <laughs> It's doing great. Yeah, they they come in. They say we stand corrected. We have to get rid of because uh, old isn't going to go to coots. Probably going to go to maid. Or, right. Right. Uh, news times. Perhaps, but it's, yeah, not, it's right. not going to coot. Yep. Impeccable. Impeccable. Impeccable performance. Okay. Yeah. Prodigious. Oh, prodigious. Yeah, it takes it's taking me to these kind of general nouns, but I feel like that's a feat. I feel like a prodigious feat. Oh, okay. I feel that makes sense. Yeah, what did they yeah, have? Yeah. Did they were they leaning? They were they were they were thinking maybe like prodigious intellect. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but they like feet. That okay. makes sense. Uh, they they were struggling with prodigious. They really like it. They're it's like, a tough word. It's a tough one. Uh, that's off of prodigy, or is that off of okay. yeah? Okay. Fastidious. Uh, worker. Okay. Yeah. That, that seems right. Yeah, I think so. That seems right. Um, and finally, yep. Herculean. Task. Got to be task. Got to be task, right? I mean, Gotta that's... Got to be task. Yeah. You have, you have taken on this Herculean <laughs> task and nailed it. So they are they're thrilled. They're promoting you. Um, <laughs> you know, they're very careful with their adjectives there. So they just have like nouns for their uh, oh god gotcha uh, their ranks <laughs> gotcha so you, you've moved up they, they don't like to say managing director you know uh huh or uh man because managing has to go with partner right it, it does yeah and so they can't it can't be uh it can't be managing director so you've been you've been promoted to uh, director okay good at, uh, <laughs> at the AMS and if you come back you could become partner or uh Woo. officer owner and they actually. <laughs> They are actually so far they've used chief and executive. Uh, right, that's uh, good luck. Oh, they're spending adjectives like you know, like they're like they're like they're water over there, man. Um, all right, Russ, let's try. We'll try this one. This will be a little bit more of a discussion one. So here's the situation, um, and this is off of Omen. People will sometimes talk about gut feelings or making decisions based on their gut. So you know, right. no, no, no. Well, we'll get into it. Rush, would you say you're a gut guy? N- not really, but I think uh, I think that I reach a decision. I have a gut decision, usually a gut feeling, whatever, and um, I usually do pay some level of deference to that. Okay. But I, I'm a pretty heavy analyzer, and I think you know perhaps more likely to be an over analyzer uh, than an under uh, analyzer. And so I think uh, usually I, I'm gonna 
I'm going to think through things rather than kind of going with my gut. However, um, as I've talked about in, in the past on this podcast, my, my job is largely a series of making like quite a few judgment calls. And I think qu- quite often they're <clears throat> kind of 60, 40 style judgment calls. And over time, I think you do develop like a better gut instinct as to how to handle certain stuff. And, and maybe that's just kind of like getting the reps in, right? Maybe it just comes from all the practice. But I would say, oh, oh, so, so I do, I do from time to time, like circle around on a question for a while and then say, look, I, I think it's a close call. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with what my gut was. Okay. And, and right away I said, we shouldn't do this. So we're not going to do it. And maybe you're walking this way, but just, uh, I'll ask it <clears throat> just to be specific about it. Are there areas where you are more gut and then specific areas where you are more hard, hard data, um, for like, I know sometimes we, we have, uh, gambled like on the NCAA pool, but we've also been to a casino and there are bets I will make based on nothing other than I have a gut feeling this is going to happen. There are other ones where like, this is a hardcore number percentage based thing. Are there realms in your life where you find yourself more susceptible to like going with your gut and other ones where you're like, no, man, this is, this is hard data crunched numbers for this. Yeah, I think that gambling is obviously a good example where you go with your gut because the analysis says you shouldn't be gambling. So, (laughs) you know, I decide, I mean, I I suppose I could do an analysis that says, you know, I'm likely to lose $13 an hour based on the math if I bet at these amounts and $13 an hour is less than the cost of, you know, going to a movie or whatever. So, and I'm enjoying it. So maybe there's a utility graph that says if you include the fun and the, the the fact that like if I have a big win that'll be more valuable to me than like several small losses or whatever so maybe there's like an analytical rationale for gambling but for the most part you know that's kind of gut and and so when I'm gambling I have like a lot of fun with that you know like I'll I, I still I still play the games in the casino for the most part that are um, higher uh, percentage to win but even in those games like in craps like i'll bet like a yo bet just because i kind of feel like it right i'll um i'll sit down at a caribbean stud table and i'll you know i'll just up my bet from 10 to 50 for some hand and i you know just for no good reason so gambling would would certainly be an area i think in sports sports gambling not that i do a ton of it but um when i do uh, that's way more analytical. Like there, I think I'm, it's more like poker where I, I, I'm trying to get an actual edge. And if I think I don't have an edge, then I won't do it. Yeah. Cause I don't get like a tremendous amount of fun out of, um, you know, betting the line of a, of a, of a game. I mean, the NCAA tournament would be a little kind of in the middle, right. Cause you're like, I don't have, I don't have the time to sit down and do like a deep dive analysis most years. So it's kind of like gut call. Gotcha. Um, is there, are there any areas where you feel like your gut has been a, a consistently and especially accurate and, or that your gut has been especially, uh, especially or consistently just wrong on something? Do you have fields where you feel more trust in your gut than, than, than others here's one thing where i've always always get it wrong if you show me one episode of a of like a tv show in its first season be like oh this this won't last the rest of this year and then 
seven years later, last man standing or something is still like <laughs> on the air, you know, like I'm always wrong or like, this is a great show. This is beyond forever. And then greatest American hero is on for like a season and gone, you know, or, or, or whatever. Uh, now that you give examples, I would say that one area where my gut has been terrible is predicting which quarterbacks will be successful in the national okay. football league. Gotcha. I've never been good at that. I thought Drew Brees would not be any good. I thought, um, that kid from Kentucky, uh, couch or whatever. I, I thought he would do great. Oh yeah. Sure. I thought that, um, I thought that Matt Leinert would be a great pro. <laughs> right. you know, I've been wrong on, <laughs> on a ton of those. I got Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, right. But that's about my only, only <laughs> one ever. Um, but I feel like, you know, it goes to the old luck is the residue of good design type thing. And I, I think areas where I feel like my gut instincts are better are areas where I've put a ton of thought into it over time. So I think that my gut instincts in poker in 2005 or four, whenever I was playing the absolute most, I was probably just better than at deciding when to call on a tough situation Uh because I was playing so much. And like, if I was going to, you know, have to bet significant amount of money it would be on tennis, but that's because I, I follow tennis so closely right. that my gut is more accurate in that than it is in, you know, NHL hockey, which right. I, I don't, uh, I, you know, I don't follow, but for the playoffs really. And, and maybe we're starting to inch towards this next question that I had is, um, is the gut actually a word we use for a subconsciously informed decision we're just not registering how we've been informed that that what we're yeah, reading is a so. bunch of actual information and collating it that leaves us with this residue or inclination. And so we call it gut, but it's actually kind of just data received without us, re- you know, receiving it as like an article or, you know, or, or in a way that is clearly saying this is information that I'm digesting. Yes, I, I think that's true. Now, the counter to that, again, go back to like a gambling thing or whatever, where we have these kind of false instincts that, hey, I'm more likely to win this hand or the dice are more likely to come up 11 on this roll or something kind of silly like that, which I think is more a um, our inability to process luck, right, where it's just hard for people to lose four straight coin flips and not think that the fifth one is more likely to turn up in their favor. Right. That sort of thing, which, which we have gut instincts that are just, and in in other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is when we think of things that are called common misconceptions, those are kind of a synonym for faulty gut instincts. Okay. Right. Where we all think, ah, this is likely to be true. That's just kind of our gut feeling and it's wrong again and again and again. Yeah. But I do think that uh, absolutely over time you you train your gut, right? Like uh, if, I mean, one, one of the reasons that if I was in big trouble and I needed to talk to a lawyer and get their views <laughs> on something, I would go to, you know, some of the people I respect the very most in my firm and not somebody that's like a day out of law school, (laughs) even though the person that's the day out of law school, theoretically that just took the bar exam has as much like kind of 
freshness to what this, the laws are than, than anybody. But I think part of what you pay for, for a really experienced lawyer is their, their gut, which is built over seeing these sort of tough decisions again and again and again, and, and making the right one more often than not. The, the uh, I've been watching on the uh, treadmill, I've been watching some old seasons of uh, Survivor and this one guy who was just getting played, he was absolutely getting lied to and getting played. He's like, I just go with my gut, man. And my gut is never wrong. And I can <laughs> trust these guys. And he was just getting absolutely, absolutely clowned. Um, and well, yet... Anyone who says, <laughs> my gut is never wrong. Right. Like, is... I don't want them. I never want to like spend any time with them on anything that matters. You know? And I was going to say, I've also played like, you know, on trivia, pub trivia teams with with people who say like, I don't know, man, my gut just says it's this. And I would absolutely at that point, that's what's getting written down that there's no question. There's no question about it. So, um, this is all, this is all, uh, lead up to say, is the gut valid? You know, like is, is when someone, does it just depend on person by person or when someone says the gut, do you think like, ah, that's so stupid or, you know what? No, that's got some, that's got something to it there i think it, it depends on f- first and foremost the context okay and secondly the person a bit too you know if you have somebody that's just willing to always be like somebody that's really superstitious or really uh risk friendly or whatever uh-huh. I, I might be less <laughs> willing but again again i'm going to go with someone's gut who has more experience, right? Like, I mean, that's basically like what weather <laughs> forecasters are, right? Like, and I mean, to a certain degree, I mean, obviously I trust them. I turn on the thing and look at it. And they have all this data and whatever, but like at the end of the day, if the weather person is like, you know, also my gut says this, I might be like, okay, okay, <laughs> it's probably something to that. All right. Well, that's what I had on that one, man. Thank you. All right. Good stuff. Um, all right, TJ, here's the situation. Yep. Uh, you've got an uncle who turns out is a true magical wizard. You, you've we've, we've talked about him a couple times. Yeah. And he's often leaving you various devices uh, or various magical items that, uh, that are capable of all sorts of things, but there's some risk or reward associated with it. We're yep. going to do another one of those. Hey, did you so, read, did you read our emails lately? No. There was one I wanted to bring to your attention, and I uh, maybe we'll give this person a shout out. But a couple of weeks ago, I think we asked, like, "Hey, if you have," oh, I think it was when we did the sort of meta episode. Um, if you have favorite kind of situations, please let me know. And this this fella, I believe it was a fella, if I'm remembering correctly, said this was one of the ones that he likes, where there was a progressive. Oh. magic thing but like you you might lose the previous or you have to decide when to stop or like and so i just want to i maybe remind me maybe next week or next time we record and i'll try and shout out this guy because i wanted to bring to your attention that email specifically because it seems like this is something you do and i don't so great all right well th- we're back we're back <laughs> it's the, uh, magical uncle uh but he- here's what here's what's going on he has you're you're over visiting his home. Okay. And it's a snowy day uh where it dumped a bunch of snow over over the evening, but now it's getting up into the mid 30s and pretty soon the snow will be melting. You're okay. not sure exactly how quickly, but 
the melt is definitely on. And he looks at you and he says, you know, that snow was magical. And you're like, well, I know this guy well enough to believe him when he says that. And he, and he takes you out to his backyard and there is a snowman, uh, fully formed three balls. Um, oh, can see is he all right? Uh, a big ball at the bottom and then another <laughs> oh, ball for gotcha. his torso and then a ball for his head. Okay. But he's and got three he's got testicles? Like, he's got three testicles as well? Is that what? No, no, no. Okay. He's got, he just has one. He's suffered from cancer. Oh. Take it easy. Oh, no. Snowball yeah. cancer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, snowball cancer. Uh, so, uh, so this, this magical snowman is out there and he, and he's not that magical fell. if he couldn't avoid cancer. I'll tell you that. That's right. Yeah. That was the Andy mm-hmm. Sinclair. <laughs> if magic Johnson is really so magical, why couldn't he get no. HIV? And then he could. Yeah, he was. So big yep. daddy Andy Sinclair <laughs> turns out magic Johnson is magical. So, um, so there's, there's, uh, the accoutrement sitting next to the snowman. And he says, this snowman is like very close to melting. Could happen any time in the next. Um, could happen any time in the next uh, half an hour. This thing is going to melt away. Um, but if you attach these various parts to the snowman, uh, you will gain. You will gain a magical power. And uh, here are the here are the available parts. There okay. are the eyes. Coal. Yeah. Button or coal. There is, there's a carrot nose. All right. There's a pipe. Okay. Serves as the as the mouth. There's a there's a hat. Okay. Uh, the nose is a button. Pipes a pipe. Uh, or, or I'm sorry. The eyes are buttons. Uh, okay. Is it cold? Doesn't really matter. But uh, the hat and then there's a scarf. So you got those five things. And he says because it's a magical snowman, it takes it, it takes about five minutes after you put in any one of these to gain the uh the ability and i'll tell you what it is from that and uh then you have to decide whether you want to take another five minutes and put another one on or uh or or just or stay put and we'll we'll wink we'll wheel him into the freezer and freeze him and as long as he's frozen you're good to go (laughs) but once he starts melting you're toast okay once once it goes it goes and we don't know rush i'm sorry if you said this we don't know whether they are good or bad effects from each of these from each of these items, right? Is that he, he hasn't told you? Okay, but uh, I'll give you that one question. He says, "Oh, these are good." Okay, these are good. Okay, well, there must be some reason why I'm not just going to keep on stacking them. Is it? Is, do we lose the previous one, or if he melts, you lose everything? Okay, gotcha. And the sun is the sun is peaking up there, and okay. so there's good, we're going to take a roll every time you you move on. And there's a chance that that mm. snowman's going to melt and you've, you've lost it all. Well, let's quickly like, and this sounds counterintuitive because I don't want him to melt. I'm get, let me, I'm, let me get that scarf on him now. Okay. You throw the scarf on mm-hmm. and after five minutes, you feel this uh, tingling sensation of kind of warmth and strength. And then you feel like a little bit of pep in your step, a little bouncy, you feel good. And you're like, uncle, what has happened? And he says, ah, you are now assured for the rest of your life that you will avoid all minor to moderate muscle pain, muscle pulls, strains, stiffness, and tears. You're not immune from major injuries. You're not immune from disease or sickness, but you are immune from those kind of aches and pains hmm. for the rest of your life. And he says, 
you want to continue and throw something else on there, or you want to uh, you want to lock that in and freeze it up? We're gonna go on, man. We're gonna go on. I'm gonna complete okay. the image I had in my head of the the graphic picture I had of this of this snowman. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go that far, at least that far. Okay. What are you putting on next? Carrot. I thought like if 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 this was just like three white circles, a red scarf, and a and an orange like elongated orange triangle like that's how this the graphic image of this of this snowman looks in my head so i'm going at least this far maybe further okay i generated a random number and you were very safe okay on that first one so he did not melt great and you have now decided to add the nose correct yes the carrot nose yep okay after five minutes pass uh, luckily, like a cloud passed by just for a moment, stopped the melting a little bit. Uh, you can now, your uncle tells you, whenever you wish, you can smell minor atmospheric changes alerting you with certainty about both temperature and precipitation for the next 24 hours. Okay. I got uh, I, This is no offense to my uncle. None. None. Because he's, he's a great guy. I love him. Um, I love, I love all my uncles, magical and not, um, so far I'm not so knocked out by either of these abilities that I'm willing to stop. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to charge, I'm going to charge forward because I feel almost like an app might help me with this temp and precip, uh, um, uh, prediction, you know, like I'd, I'd have to look it up. I wouldn't be able to smell it. But, uh, and sometimes I don't mind, sometimes I don't mind some of the muscle soreness that comes from, from, you know, a workout well spent. So I I can tell you right now, I'm going to risk the onward, the onward go on here. And you get the sense there might be something that's really going to be great for you on there. Great. You you don't know. You don't know. Great. Okay. So which one is next? I don't want to encourage smoking, even in snowmen. So I'm going to skip over pipe now. I, I don't like the buttons for the eyes, honestly. I, I feel like cold chunks or something else would be better there. Um, so I'm going to go to the hat. I think, hat. again, graphically, a nice black top hat really, really sticks out in this image that I'm putting together. So we're going to go hat. Okay. Uh, you can, once per day, consume up to 500 pages of text as though you read it carefully. Hmm. So not perfectly, but as though I did, went slowly, maybe took some notes and stuff like that. Okay. Correct. Exactly right. Exactly. Okay. As if as if you took your time and read it. So if it was a novel, you read it's it. It's good. It, it, you, you got all that benefit, you know. And if it was like a text or something having to do with work or like a contract, like you got it. I, you know? I don't think I'm ever going to have a job where this will come in handy. Um, I don't think. Maybe I maybe I will, but I don't see it. And I do sometimes bemoan the fact that there are so many great books in the world. Sometimes when I think of like, well, how many books did you read this year? I'm usually around like between 12 and 20, maybe, maybe sometimes a little bit more. But holy shit, now you'll be 400. That, yeah, I was gonna say like, that's not a lot of books, you know, like in, in over a lifetime. That's not a great number of books. That said... I got a feeling there's still a real, still a real humdinger out there, and without it being like of actual like importance, importance. Maybe if I was a doctor and could read 500 pages of research and stuff, that this might come in handy. This is really only going to probably be for my leisure, uh, and it's not perfect recall. It's just you know, as though I did it slowly. I'm gonna go on. 
Um, I'm going to roll. And your, your roll uncle again. says, before you do so, yeah. I am required to tell you that you have now reached the point where it is at least 50%, in my opinion, that this snowman will be melted beyond repair uh, before you can do one more. So uh, does that change your view or you want it, you're still good to fire forward? I am. I'm going on. I'm going to go. I'm going to go one more at least. Oh, very fortunate. You by like you can see the drips, but it's just not quite melting. And you do get uh, you do get at least one more. So uh, which one will it be? Two button eyes. All right. Your uncle says you can now when you wish. See back into the past for a ch- one chosen memory. As if you are there. You can basically teleport yourself back and relive uh, that memory um, with with vivid detail and re-experience uh, that time of your life. Uh, I'm going to move him to the freezer. It's not, and it's not necessarily that quality that did it. It just feels like I am in the in the realm of living dangerously now. And oh, yeah. my guess is the the last one would have more chance of of him melting than staying frozen. So I think I've done pretty good getting through four. I'm going to put him in the freezer and enjoy, enjoy these, these, these qualities. Your uncle says very well, TJ. However, (laughs) if you would like, (laughs) I will discard all four of these and put only the pipe in and I, and get him into the freezer. You'll lose the four that you had, but you'll gain the pipe. Do you take the trade or no? Sold. I take the trade. You do? Yes. You give up all of those things? Yep. All right. Not going to be happy. (laughs) Uh, The pipe. You can, if you wish, smoke cigarettes with zero negative health consequences for the rest of your life. Oh, fuck. Great. That's that's the only one I wanted. Oh, perfection. You're now back to you. You have you're able to smoke with zero negative physical oh, side effects. Wonderful physical side effects. So you oh. lost. You can't you can't go visit that memory. You can't read oh. 500 pages a day. Opium, you, opium den. Here I come. Oh yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's that worked out perfect. That that worked out how I dreamed it. All right, Rush. Here's the situation. You are hired by the Fictional Character Association. Um, As a new hire, unfortunately, you start at the bottom and you are assigned to the equivalent of their cold case unit. So what they'd like you to do is look at some of these holidays and events and come up with their equivalent of a Frosty or Rudolph character. There's There's just all these events and all these other holidays that don't have these associated characters with them. And so they would like to, they would like to find an, like an iconic character so that every time you think of this event you think of this character cool okay great yep so i'll give you the day or event and you tell me your idea for the character the first one labor day what character would be great to associate with labor day uh so it's a it's a character uh who's called handy okay and he's uh he's like a construction worker um and he's like, uh, he, he's, he's like great with the guys. He's like a lot of fun going out there, but he's also like, uh, he's a forward thinking guy who's got a good head on his shoulders and he can enjoy like a good, a good intellectual discussion as well. 
Um, and, and he's called, uh, his nickname is Handy, but he's called the foreman. He's just okay. known as the foreman. Nice. And he oversees Labor Day. So, so we're kind of like a Handy the foreman, something like that. Yeah, there nice. You go. I yeah, love it. Could be his song. I love that it. Uh, how about for the Super Bowl? We don't have a character. Everyone celebrates it. You know, they talk about it like it's a, it should be another national holiday. What's the what's the right characters to associate with the Super Bowl? Yeah, you don't think like those Bud Light bottles against the Budweiser cans <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, uh, didn't stick. You know, didn't. Um, God. So you know, my thoughts on the Super Bowl are that it's uh, a little bit overrated uh-huh. as you know, as the greatest sporting event in in America. I just I don't think it is. I've been to two Super Bowls, um, and you know they were they were okay. Uh, we have had a lot of great Super Bowls though lately. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of really good games. The Patriots like them or hate them, almost they always the most Super Bowl yep. games and and good ones. Vinatieri um, Vinatieri came in handy those first. All, all the first four, I think, were all all Vinatieri, on Vinatieri's foot or close to, right? It was three points or less, I think, in all of them? Yeah, I think so. I, I think all of the Patriots Super Bowls, may, maybe if there's one exception, like maybe they beat the Rams by more, but I think they've all been a touchdown or less. Yeah. Um. So, look, I mean, we, we think about Super Bowls. The other thing to me is, like, the commercials like seem like a pretty overrated I agree. Uh, aspect of it, and I don't usually enjoy them. Yeah. The, the halftime show is sometimes good, but usually like not all that great. And so I actually, I'm going to go to a real thing that occurred for this because it kind of sums up like my views on the Super Bowl, which are, it's a little imperfect, but it's, it's still fun. I like that. It's like a big holiday, you know, like you can, like you could show up to work late on that Monday, most places. <laughs> and, you know, I love a Super Bowl party. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I love that we all get together and like it, it's a free day to just absolutely crush uh, unhealthy appetizers. Yeah, I was gonna say if there's one day of the, of the year where you're more than likely to see like buffalo dip, it's that oh, yeah. it's Super Bowl Sunday. You know, like yeah, yeah. And I love a seven layer dip. We've oh, never sure. talked about. Maybe there'll be a food draft on dips and <laughs> chips at some point. But I love a seven layer dip, and I never really get to have one. There, so, the 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 dip the dip food draft is happy that you don't. That you don't show the fourth round. It gets real oh, yeah. thin. It gets real thin. Come, come there. Like. <laughs> yeah, and no, and you never want a thin dip. Oh no, you it's like a nice, good, thick dip. Loose chocolate hummus. By the time you get to the fourth round, it's it's not it's not a great not a great draft. So what I'm gonna go with for the for the Super Bowl character, character mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl is the left shark from King oh Kerry sure show yeah where that. I mean, I must have watched that guy for like at least an hour total combined of of rewatching, just really enjoying how bad a job that left shark did dancing. And to me, like that, that's kind of like the Super Bowl, right? Like it's (laughs) it it takes itself a little too seriously. So I want to have something in there that's a little more fun and just reminds us that like, yeah, we're just trying our best and having a fun night. Yeah. Let me try this. Left shark from Katy Perry. That works. That works. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Very good. All right, how about just a generic birthday? Just anyone's birthday, any number birthday. What's a generic birthday character we could have? Um, good question. So like, yeah, cuz we don't have like a tooth fairy or a Santa Claus for birthdays. Mm-mm. Um Birthdays are funny to me, <laughs> but they are they they they're 
they're enjoyable, but they seem so selfish. Um, I, I kind of want it to be like, just like an over the top, like super materialistic. Maybe he's like Italian guy. Okay. Uh, who's just like, Hey, a birthday. <laughs> like, he comes in and just like sprinkles, uh, the table with like some gift cards and some junk and like, uh, you know, he makes it's it like rain gift cards. The most, the most like self-absorbed person you could possibly think of. Like, like he, instead of a sleigh, he's got like a, a Lambo, you know, and he pulls up and it's like, he's got the doors up. What would you like, like to call him? Like Angelo or something like that? Or yeah, I don't know. But like maybe Vinny, the okay. birthday, uh, Vinny, the materialistic Italian guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But he's got, um, he's uh he's he's got something he's called his birthday suit instead of, instead of he's not naked though no 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 i didn't i didn't think he was so he's always but he's always like in a state of like a little bit of disrepair like he's at the end of a fun night sure you know, like, right. or like he's on the plane so he's like he's got a tie but it's it's down yeah. you know it's it's uh loose around his the bride it's the, the bride's cousin yeah 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 like, so okay. he just goes so he's constantly at like your birthday and like when you're a little kid, you're like, I don't know what's going on with anybody. Like, he shows up and he's got like all sorts of like over the top. Right. All right. That's great. That's great. So we have like Uncle Sam for the U.S. and for like the military, I think kind of as a general thing. But what about Veterans Day specifically? A nice character for Veterans Day. Yeah, I feel like uh, Veterans Day, you know, I think I'm thinking about because we just we just recently did a uh, episode where we talked about the G.I. Joes. Oh, right, 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 right. You know, and I mean, part of me is like, just just give me like, you know, Hawk. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hawk, the G.I. Joe. All these work. Let's get a let's get a, a, a military person we all trusted and liked as a kid, and have that be the kind of cartoon mascot for Veterans Day. There's such um there's, there's such sad occasions. Rush, maybe it would be made more pleasant by the by the presence of a fictional character. How about a funeral character? Oh, it, yeah, like the Grim Rapper. Yeah, I, I think that's perfect. Yeah, so he. <laughs> He comes and he just drops a few bars. Uh, That's great. And so like, so like you can hire, you can hire almost like a, like a, a DJ, but you can hire the grim rapper and you give him, you give him like some eulogy stuff. So like, you always got to pick when the grim rapper will come in because like, you know, it's just a guy in a suit, in a, in a, in a, yeah. a, a grim reaper costume. Okay. But you give so, him enough yeah. info about the deceased and they come in and they just, it's it's kind of a fun, funny little part of it. And the yeah. rapper does does his thing, and then uh, gets out of there. It's like a like a grill that says DOA on it when he smiles at the end, or something like that would be. Um, so here's a momentous occasion in a lot of people's lives, Rush, but we don't have a fictional character associated with it. How about your first home purchase? The buying of your first home. It'd be nice to have a character represent represent that day. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say like. Uh, Leaky, your your problematic buddy. <laughs> Leaky, like, your problematic buddy. Yep, that yeah. one works as well, so buddy. Le- Leaky is like made of uh, 
a bunch of like those like those plumbing, you know, the U shaped. What are the names of those things that go under the sink? Like the U. Oh, the, U-tubes. the it's a, those are catch. Those are catches usually. Like, is they they kind of catch the hair? Um, I it is. Yeah, it might have U in it. Oh, this is embarrassing. I, I the the moment this airs, I will get a text from my dad. And if I because I know the name of this, and I'm not coming up with it right now. But yes, go ahead. So he's he's made of a bunch of those, <laughs> right? And he's constantly falling apart. And he's just he's just siphoning your money away from you like, <laughs> at every moment. So he's really there to remind you that like to scare you off from making this unnecessary purchase. Okay. How about um it's it, again, this can be a sad uh, a sad day for some. Uh maybe happy for other. How about a uh a, a fictional character to go with the day of your retirement? Ooh. Um How about uh uh, I'm trying to get the alliteration right because um, I want it to be like uh, I need it. I need it. What's a, a word that starts with P that means kind of like <laughs> relaxed or, or having having a good time? Um, p- ples- pleasure, pleasure seeking. Uh, p- p- what do you what are you trying to pair it with? I, I want it to be like Polly Okay the, the satiated panda right? <laughs> with with a P. And so it's just this big fat panda that wears a Hawaiian shirt and he you know, for, for no reason because pandas don't need him, but he wears like a bathing suit. So he's got like a Hawaiian shirt that he's too fat to button and it doesn't come all the way down to his to his shorts either. And he's got swim trunks on and he's like holding one of those like pina coladas that's in a in a pineapple, and, you know, <laughs> it's got like eleven straws coming out of it, and he's just on a beach chair, and he is just taking it easy. I mean, he's sleeping, uh, you know, most of the time, and like this guy's got not a care in the world, just having a wonderful time. Excellent, excellent. I'm going to give you two more. This one's kind of surprising because we have images associated with it, like the turkey and pilgrims. We don't have a character for Thanksgiving. It seems like we would have. It's such a it's such a big holiday, a lot of people's favorite holiday. Um, what what character can we have for Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we? I we don't need, know. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And like we can make kids uh, feel a little bit better about it because it'll be like, um, uh, <laughs> it's like a Doctor Kevorkian for turkeys, right? <laughs> okay. it's like, gotcha. It makes kids think that the turkeys like. They wanted to go down, you know. It's assisted, assisted like suicide, a, a poultry euthanizer kind of thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. But it's just, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's just, uh, it's a guy with like kind of a, a, a fun gun, you know, like a, like a old timey uh, blunderbuss or whatever. Where, like, <laughs> Huge musket on yeah. the horn, horn bell at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like yeah, like like the thing where you drop the marbles into it and they All spin right. around before they go down. It, it looks, looks like, like it was designed not to be accurate. Is what that that gun looks like? It was specifically designed to not to not have any exactly. accuracy to it it's at all. It's like the it's like the least dangerous looking <laughs> gun possible. And he's like he's kind of he's a little bit maybe a little bit dressed like um like a pilgrim, but not so much right because obviously like you know we we're we we're trying to steer pretty hard away from the pilgrims these days. But he's got a little bit you know he just overall like the kids are like oh yeah he comes and he like gets us a turkey. And, uh, you know, then he, he, he promotes like togetherness and whatever else, like, um, and, 
I don't know. I don't know a good name for him yet. I'd have to think. Did, did I ever tell you uh, Dave and I came up with what we thought was the cruelest gun, the cruelest gun possible? It, it, it cracked us up. So you fire, you fire, the, you pull the trigger and that little flag comes out that says bang on it. And then yeah. three seconds later, a bullet shoots out of it. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one, Rush. The day, the day you get out of jail. What's a nice fictional character that we could associate with getting out of jail? Mm. Wow. Uh, how about like Babber, the emaciated bear? <laughs> Babber, the like, emaciated bear. Sure. So he's just Babber. Babber has just finished hibernation, right? <laughs> so he's like, wait, is it spelled just like Babar? But you have to know that you pronounce it Babber. I think it's B A B B E O. Okay, good, good. Okay. <laughs> He's, he's Babber, and he's uh, you know like he's gonna he's gonna figure it out. Okay, you know, he's yeah. Got a whole he's got a whole spring, summer, oh. and fall to get fat again. He's gonna crash but, with his yeah. sister. He's gonna crash with his sister. Who lives by a stream. Lives by a salmon stream for a while. Yeah. Get himself together. Get on his feet slowly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the cartoon <laughs> of Babber, he just ends up being a massive like, scammer, and he's just he's getting himself back in. <laughs> It's going to get him right back in, uh, in, uh, in the can. Well, this is a cold case unit. No more, buddy. You just, you just turned that into an absolute live, live case unit. Good work. All right. Uh, okay, TJ. Yes, sir. Uh, here's the situation. Yeah. I, I know you, I, I think I know you to be uh, on the range of my friends to be more superstitious, I think, than average. More likely to believe that like a superstition could have um, some benefit to you, or at least to adhere to a superstition. Sure. I could be wrong about that, but I think, I think I'd put you in an over average. In that. Great. And, and so omens made me kind of think of superstitions and, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you 10 uh, superstitions, although one of them is a little goofy and that'll be clear at the end. Okay. And what, I just want you to rank these from uh, whichever order you want, but, from the one that you most believe that there just could be kind of something to it or, or, or the one you're most likely to adhere to. Right. And all the way down to the one that you're like, absolutely not would never, would never be worried about that for a second. Love it. And also if there are ones where you're like, you want to say, I actually adhere to this. Of course, I don't believe it for a second, but I adhere to it. You're welcome. To, okay. Uh, think Can't about do. that in the rankings. So I'll give you nine and then we'll talk about tens a little different. Okay. So, number one, Bad things happen in threes. Okay. A lot of people kind of think that occurs. Uh, celebrities die in three. Bad things happen in threes. Number two, beginner's luck. That uh, there is such a thing as, you know, first time's charm for some folks. Yep. Number three, uh, you know, not stepping on uh, cracks. Okay. So avoid those sidewalk cracks or otherwise. Number four, the number 13 is somehow unlucky, either in... Uh, uh, Friday the thirteenth, or in uh, you know hotel rooms or whatever else, thirteen could be unlucky. Okay. Uh, number five, uh, breaking a mirror, bad luck. That you don't want to break a mirror, and if you do, oh no. Yep. Number six, good luck charms can exist. Things like four loaf, four leaf clovers, rabbit's feet, other things like that okay. that can actually uh, bring good luck to somebody. Number seven. 
that that people or you in particular, however you want to think about it, have the ability to jinx something by saying it. Okay. You can either uh, cause something to happen that wouldn't have happened, or cause something not to happen that uh, you hoped would happen by saying it. Number eight, knocking on wood. That you need to knock on wood uh, it, right after you say something that's gone pretty well for you so far, but you got to knock on wood to stop that from happening. Okay. Number nine, rally caps or other ritual type uh, behaviors could be dress, could be actions, but where you. Uh, where you try to keep some sort of ritual or pattern in order to keep something going that you're hoping will continue to go. Okay. And then finally, for the 10th one, I'd like you to add one of your own that I missed that either would be at the top or the bottom of your list. So either a thing that you are kind of superstitious about that okay. I didn't talk about that would be kind of near the top or something that you know you, you think about all the time when you think of superstitions and you think is an absolute zero for you. Okay. Uh, so that's the list. All right. I think I am, let's see, I got to move this up to nine. As I put that one at the bottom, that's eight, which makes that a seven. That makes that a six. Then I'm good with five, four. Oh, no. Okay. Um, five. What am I doing? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. That's a 5. If that's a 4, then one of these is... Oh, that's a 1. Okay. And okay, buddy. I think I am ready to roll. Okay, I think we should go from the one that you kind of least believe has any validity to the one that you most believe has any validity even if you are going to say that none of them have any validity okay. i still think we should go the the that. last one 10 is the one i added um and i i think it has nothing to do with anything is black cats crossing black your cat. path yep. yeah that's that's nothing it's funny to do with anything. it's funny that you do that because i looked at like many many sources to find you know and and that one was in every list and every single time i was like I, I don't. I don't think that's a thing anymore. No. I can't remember anybody ever being like, "Oh no, a no. cat." And in fact, I enjoy it because I like animals, and so maybe I'll meet a cat. Um, so right. um, next up is the cracks. Certainly, as a kid, I would avoid them, but um, but yeah, I don't think I will break my mama's back or anything else will happen bad if I step on a crack. There's so many billions of people stepping on billions of cracks every day that uh if it had anything we'd long would have destroyed us do you make any effort when walking to avoid cracks sito now zero okay um i don't think i don't believe in threes i don't i think that's a grouping of like well two celebrities die then whoever's next will just make that a threesome even though there may be more time between that person you know the second and the third than the third and the next person i don't think i don't think anything about those threes no yeah, that one drives me. That one drives me crazy. I will say it's like always because you know. First of all, if two people die, then they're always like, oh, you know, whatever. Abe Vigoda better look out. You know? uh-huh. And 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 then like you know, there's a lot of like, oh, it's surprising this time because it was only two, and you're just like, oh my god. You yeah. guys understand that like celebrities will die periodically, <laughs> and it will never stop the no, celebrity ever. dying. No, you will always be able to. All right. Uh, group them into threes at yep. any point in time. <laughs> yes. It's, it, unless someone's looked through and like, hey, man, the number of celebrities is totally divisible by three. I bet you this this is going to have to end in a three, in a round three number. Like, <laughs> Once we stop making celebrities. celebrities only died on, on January 
February 1st. <laughs> right. And then just three of them died, and then it would be a month, and then they three would die right. on February 1st. <laughs> uh, rally caps. I mean, maybe if maybe it's a part of an in the field thing that gets more and more people more revved up, but I'm not even sure if a a home crowd rooting for something to happen it makes it makes something more likely to happen. I you know I've seen them go both ways. So rally caps is is next um, with the small allowance that perhaps it's part of a larger thing at a ballpark. Um, now I know this does nothing, but at number six, I, I've just we, we started to move a little bit into the area of like, no, there's no good reason to think any of this, but I think there's just a little bit more to it than these other things. The knock on yep. wood has enough of like an old druidic wake up the wood nymphs kind of thing to it that it's further up the list than stuff like rally caps or or, or other do you, stuff. Do you do you knock on wood? I don't you say like you don't. No. I don't. If someone says knock on wood, I will look for wood around to do it, but I'm, I won't be the one who start the knock on the knock on. But if wood you were thing. to say something like, you know, uh, yep. Yep. If uh, I say none it, none of my, none yeah. of my uncles have died. You, you, you're not a person that says knock on wood and then does it. No, I, you know what? I don't want to say never, but it, it, it's, it has been a long time. I know I have said it at some point and then I did look for wood to knock. Um, usually, uh, yeah. You know, and then you had to settle for like simulated wood. Uh, so the next one is in the same kind of category. It's the mirror. I know it does nothing, but there's just something creepy about it. There's there's something and there's a look to it that now there's a shattered mirror. There's broken glass. It feels dangerous. If you look into it, if it's cracked mirror and it's still up, your reflection is all distorted and, you know, and multiplied. So that just has a kind of a, a bad association to it. Yeah, for me on on the mirror, I mean, I, I don't have any like superstition about breaking a mirror, thinking it's bad luck, nor do I have any superstition about walking under a ladder. But on both of them, I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah, right. Because like, I mean, walking under a ladder just seems dangerous. Yeah. To you, to something falling on you or the poor guy up on the ladder. Yeah, it just seems like you're yeah. welcoming something shitty. Um, right. so and the- I don't want to, like you said, I don't want a bunch of stuff that can cut me. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, so the next one's 13, which I don't like, I don't really like believe in it, but I feel like I've had good luck with a 13 from the moment I was told it was supposed to be bad luck that I think that I think just personally 13 is good for, is good for me. And you kind of dislike seven. Which I is don't like seven. Which is the lucky number. Yeah, I don't like seven. I don't like one. Those are two numbers that I really, I really don't like. Um, so you do put a little bit of superstition in when it comes to like certain numbers. You think yes. There's- Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so now we're into the top three. Uh, and these all have like what I believe are potential effects on human beings. So even if they aren't real, they can adjust people. So the first one is the ability to jinx that. Like, I think if you're saying to someone, well, you know, like, Hey, you haven't missed in a while that they can do something to someone that they tighten up. They do whatever they had been doing differently and it could lead to a less favorable outcome. Yeah. So uh, what about, I think we've talked about this in the past, but, you your know, lucky chair or whatever, and not sitting even, in your lucky chair. <laughs> but no, but e- even where, yeah, well, that was kind of rally cap. It's like, oh, yeah, that sort of thing. well, but we'll come back. But the, for me, I will say I would be lying if I didn't believe sometimes if you're like, like if you text me when Federer is up uh-huh. 
yeah a break in the in the fifth set oh he's got this like, this thing put this in the back yeah that makes me angry yeah that makes me angry yeah. and i i don't it's not that I think that TJ has the ability to impact the outcome of this. Right. I think it's more just that, like, don't count your chickens, you know, and so I'm, it gets me upset. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll remember it, you know, afterwards, and I'll be like, God damn it, why did he send me that thing? And so there is something to me where I am a little bit weird about that one. That was of the 10, the one that I'm a little weird about. Yeah, and there are things, like, that could get you punched at a crap table if you say uh, when someone's on a heater. You know, like oh you just, God. if you come up and you're like, so you lose on a seven, right. You just don't, you know, yeah. Get the fuck away from right. the table. Um, and so in that same way, I think good luck charms can have that positive effect on people of like, that maybe just makes them feel luck loose. Maybe it makes them feel more positive and that can perhaps, and I think of some of these as physical outcomes too, that may make them feel like, okay, you know, I make this shot. If I got this in my pocket, I make this shot and it may just put them in a spot where they're. They have less uh, tightness or concern, and their body can kind of do what it's what they want it what they want it to do. So, have um, you ever had a in your adult life? Have you ever had a uh, good luck charm? Not, not that I recall in my adult life. No, I think the only thing I've ever been kind of close to that on is maybe like, um, maybe like I use this golf ball. Yeah, gotcha. And hit it pretty well. Yep. So I'm I'm I, I'm I'm gonna pull that one back for a big shot. Maybe I've done that as an adult. I don't I recall specifically. Did just think of this thing that I do. I like to if I'm going to the casino, I like to wear be wearing something for the first time. So if I get a new piece of clothing, a new shirt, a new pair of socks or whatever, I will wear it. I will often save it to wear for the first uh, for the first time when I go to a casino. I've, I've the the best luck I've had on on different nights was when I was wearing something I had never worn before um, at at the at the. Casino. All right, so that's so, I mean that yeah. sounds to me like that's a good luck. Trip. Yeah, and then the last one I have is beginner's luck. I I think I uh, I think I give that one the most validity because this brings me to casinos again and playing like video game or playing machines or whatever. When I know what I'm trying to get, I get frustrated each time and it feels like. It just doesn't happen. It just, now I, I still didn't get it. I still didn't get it. I still didn't get it. When I don't know what I'm supposed to even be looking for on a new machine, I feel like it hits. And it might only be that I didn't know, and so it happens. But I, I'd feel more confident with someone who's never thrown dice before coming up and hitting a point than I would with all the worry I have once I set the eight of coming back on an eight and missing yeah. a seven. You know, like I do. I do think sometimes that. The casino knows it's yeah. your first time. You know, it feels like just a weird number, of, right. a weird percentage of people win the first time they play craps, and it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I also, yeah, I give that validity too. If it only was like, yeah, we hook them their first time out, we give them a lot of luck. We we move the, yeah. we turn the magnets off, and we let them win a little bit, and then I mean, we bury the hook. Hell, like DraftKings offers you like these bets, <laughs> right? You join where they're like, we'll give you a hundred to one. Will the guy make the cut or not? It's like a 50-50 bet and you get a hundred to one. So because they want to bring you in, right? Um, I I wonder too. Um, on you know, I have the exact opposite view on those. I, I really don't play the um, slots though. No, but but the reason that I don't play the slots is because I I don't I always don't know what I need to have happen to win. 
And so I'm sitting there looking at this thing, you know, and it's like, it's telling some story and there's like a biplane and then there's you know, right. <laughs> yeah. the Aztec gold, but then there's like a monkey that doesn't see. And then yeah. The monkey that doesn't hear there's a snake there. Really there's a there's a snake. There's there's a there's some sort of uh, an idol, but the idol's not necessarily good to get. Yeah, there's right, and then it's just like, and then on top of it's just a, a thing that has nothing to do with the game. That's like super bucks, right? Or whatever. Like, yeah, and there's also good. just like a jack and a, a jack queen and a ten. Right, right. And I'm like, well, I know I want these super bucks, but beyond that, I don't really know what's happening. And then I find it so frustrating when I'll be like, super buck, super buck. There's three of them. That's got to be good, right? And it's like, nope. Uh, you need one on every. You need one on every reel and and three on the last one. <laughs> it's very important that you don't have a space in between any of the two yeah. super bucks. If yeah. you just had two super bucks without the fourth one coming later, then you would have won ten thousand dollars. I mean, I, it's just I find it very frustrating, and and it's almost like pinball, where I don't like a pinball game until I've played it maybe twenty or thirty uh, times. You know where all the now ramps all of a sudden and I'm the, like, oh, yeah. I know where this needs to go, and I know how yeah. to really. Where the lock, then, then the pinball becomes fun. You know where the lock is, like yeah, yeah. All right, that was that was enjoyable. Thank you, my friend. Um, ready for the last one? Back to the top, buddy. I am good to go. This should be a pretty quick one. So um, here's the situation, Rush. I'm going to give you some words that may sound like synonyms, but I'd like you to tell me which is greater or lesser. So if it's two adjectives that describe blue, tell me which one's bluer. If it's two adjectives that are describe fast tell me which one's faster so they i think okay. we use them equivalently but whatever feel you get for like this one's more than more than the other you tell me okay all right here we start with frosty or chilly which is colder frosty all right sweltering or steamy which is hotter sweltering is way hotter than steamy. enormous or gigantic which one is bigger Gigantic. Okay. I'd rather run into an uh, enormous uh, cockroach than a gigantic one. All right. Tiny versus minuscule. Which one's littler? Minuscule. Smaller. Okay. Which one's better, Rush? Tremendous or fantastic? Oh, you know the answer to that. Tremendous. Come on. <laughs> Which one is uh, more dudish? Masculine or manly? Manly. Okay. How about, uh, well, which is worse, dude, a beatdown or an ass-kicking? Whew, good one. I think a beatdown is worse. All right. He took an absolute beatdown. He took an ass-kicking. I'm going to say beatdown, I think. Okay. Which one's better, buddy, heavenly or idyllic? Uh, Heavenly. All right. Which are you more creeped out by, something that's spooky or something that's eerie? Uh, definitely eerie spook in fact you know i'm not a i don't like scary stuff but spooky if you were to pick from that kind of whole world of those words i think spooky is the one i would be least concerned about okay it's a little it's a little uh mystery machine it's a little, little yeah. scooby-doo yeah um which is tastier rush something that's delicious or something that's scrumptious you know I think I would have said there's a time I would have said scrumptious, mm-hmm. but I'm back back to the down the middle delicious. Okay, like great. Scrumptious to me feels like it's a like it's a sponge cake, like it's kind of a dessert situation. And um, you know, I, give me the delicious, uh, you know, great cheese stick. Which is more on trend, Rush, uh, to be stylish or to be fashionable? I think I, I think I'd rather be. 
Oh, I don't know, man. I think I'd, I guess I would rather be considered fashionable. Okay, great. Which is more, uh, which is more, uh, freaking dull, Rush? Something that's tepid or something that's lukewarm? Uh, tep- tepid is even worse. Okay. Who's more moronic? Someone who's dumb or someone who's stupid? Stupid. Okay. And last one, which one's faster, Rush? The blink of an eye or a split second? Split second. Okay. That's all of them, baby. That was it. All right. Uh, Which one of those uh, did you most vehemently disagree with my choice? Oh, um... Like, it's tough not to lean to the adjective that's more, like, elaborate. So, like, I think in Delicious and Scrumptious, I probably would lean towards Scrumptious, but I get what you're saying, you know? And, and I was kind of like, God, am I just, would, would I just always go with the one that's, like, minuscule and not and not tiny right. just because it's a more flavorful, you know, a more flavorful, flavorful word? But I didn't have, I didn't have a problem with, with any, with any of these. I thought in my head, like, just oh. Think about, like, think about a, think about a piece of, uh, of warm bread yeah. in a bakery that you've you've just found in France. Yeah. I think you're more likely to say that was delicious than that was scrumptious. I think delicious because I think scrumptious is almost like saying it's cute and not beautiful. You know, like I think it's it's a way to kind of make it like, you know, um to diminish it in a way and not, and yeah, not give it's like, it yeah. it's, and it's usually gonna be like a cake. And I, we, but neither you nor I are like a, a cake lover. Yeah. Oh, I think I would prefer to be stylish. That one of all of them, I had the most trouble with, and I, I think maybe it, I, I, I don't know. I, I fashionable had a certain permanence. Yes. To it, yeah. I felt that was beyond stylish, and I do like the idea that is as I get older, I, I like this kind of like. Rather than wearing what's like kind of trendy and with the style now to have like a classic. Yeah. Gotcha. Know, like, like suit and tie never goes out of style. Right. Um, all that, those sort of things. And, and I, I picked stylish because I thought it could be like, I, I thought fashionable might mean what's like, what looks, what's always looked good or what's looking good right now. But stylish might be like, man, I never would have thought to put those together, but that really works. And that's someone who's stylish might have an interesting, like kind of concept and be able to pull it, you know, be able to pull it off, even though it's, even though it might be unusual that cause they're stylish, but not necessarily fashionable. I guess. That, that is interesting. And if those, if, and I'm not saying those are the definitions, I'm just saying that's an interesting take on it. If those were, I would rather be fashionable. Cause I, I, I don't care about, I'm not trying to make us, I don't want to be viewed as like an influencer. Right. I just want to be viewed as like that person knows how to dress. Buddy, I just want all my steampunk outfits to work. That's all. That's all I want, buddy. That's it. I well, want to be able to wear my system. world war two fighter goggles around whenever I want to. And, got and the suspenders and the, uh, <laughs> I got the mechanical belt, you know, with, uh, it's like, it's part, part from the future, but still has holes for bullets to put bullets in it, you know, like that kind of thing. Are you? Did we decide that the suspenders in college was the worst, the worst fashion choice of your <laughs> lifetime? <laughs> I used to wear really bright pants. I also wore white pants with Hawaiian shirts, and that, that's the one I'm most, most uh, embarrassed by. To church. How old were you when you were doing the Hawaiian shirt white pant combo? Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I wore sweats, track suits. Oh yeah, you. Every day. You were soprano. Yeah. You were soprano to school. Before anyone knew who that was, man. 
Yeah, that, and I wore uh, tidy whities and uh, and track suits <laughs> school as a kid, and then um, a lot of lot of, like I like a lot of like Buffalo Bills spandex and uh. other, uh, Buffalo Bill. By the way, Buffalo Bills doing great. Hope, sure. uh, hope by the time this comes out, they will have locked up a playoff. Sure. Uh, Birth. Feeling. I'm really. I'm really loving being being back to a Buffalo Bills fan these days. I uh, I watched so much, uh, so much, so many Bills games in college. My best friend Jeff Colburn was a big Bills fan and watched that uh, Cornelius Biscuit Bennett, Bruce Smith, the Thurman yeah. team, Jim Kelly, team. Andre. Uh, yeah, that was uh, watched. Oh, Keith McKellar. Who we called MC Keller because it was a hot time for MCs to be in music. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah. I think McKell. Oh no, Daryl Talley was it? Daryl Talley wore the Spider Man under yeah. under my yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, you got. I mean, I can tell you. That. I think I could give you probably eighteen of the twenty-two starters on that team. Yeah. I was a huge, huge fan. Was of that was Beebe, Was Don Beebe a starter? Uh, he was in the like third and fourth Super Bowl. Okay. Before that, it was James Lofton and yep. Andre Reid. Right. Uh, and then you know BB would come in and the uh, you know third the, down the K- Tom K- Waddle uh, uh, Tom Waddle style third down and just get destroyed, just get blown up <laughs> coming coming across the middle or something. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they had I mean Jim Kelly, uh, you know he could he could spread it out, but but they I mean. What what a fun team uh, that was! And Thurman Thomas was just like Thurman Thomas was ahead of his time. He was yeah. like a lot of people talk about Marshall Falk fairly as changing the game. Uh, like today, all the running backs catch a ton of passes, and Marshall Falk was the guy that really kind of made that a thing. But Thurman Thomas was 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 on the front edge of that as well. Like he was a great receiving running back. Rush, who who would have guessed that we ended it? We're gonna end Frosty the Omen episode with some some reminiscent Bills talk, man. Ah, I'm, I'm thrilled that we did. Thrilled that we did. Go Bills! <laughs> go, go. Uh, thanks, Nate. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Emily. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to the, to those uh, who wrote us. Uh, much much appreciated. Uh, yeah, just hearing hearing from you. Oh, Rush, remember we put it out there that like no one is gonna be listening to this for the first time. This, I'll have to remember to shout out to shout out this uh, to this woman. Um, she was listening to us for the first time. She said, "Why?" Because she was on like a 13 and a half hour road trip, I believe. Um, so I don't know how she found us, but that was why she was listening to us for the for the first time. Um, thank you for anyone who might be listening for the first time, and thanks to those who we know uh, listen all the time. We really appreciate it. Rush, anything else for the folks? No. Uh, echo TJ's thoughts, and look forward to uh, catching you guys again next week. 